The Coast Breakfast Catch-Up. Today on the podcast, I give you a review of the latest hot movie, Where the Crawdads Sing. Mm, and not only that, I get into a week in news, a summary of what's happened, and I come down on a national treasure, Nadia Lim. I know, dangerous territory. Leave her alone. Yeah, I know. Oh, we'll just s- like that guy did that time. Oh, yeah. Didn't end well, Sammy. No, I don't know. Lord got told off. Will Smith's got a new project and Britney Spears is complaining about her haircut but you don't see anything about her haircut for what she's doing. Oh, we need to unpack what's been happening in the world of entertainment too. It's a lot. Uh, what is your your weakness in terms of food when you're dieting? There's always something that can nudge you off because we saw it in Hawaii, didn't we, with Jace? Jace has been on a crusade. <laughs> oh, that's right. For so long Way and doing so down. well. And then we went to uh, one of the it was at Waikali, the mall, and there was a palisade. A do- is it palisade? Leonard's Malasada. What it is? It is the most delicious donut in the entire world. And you think you've done donuts well until you try one of these malasada donuts, and it's freshly cooked. Um, and they're filled with all sorts of creamy, delicious things. It is the most delicious donut in the world, and Jay's got a whiff of it. I know someone who once, because I'd never had one before, I know someone mm. who flew to Hawaii, drove straight from the airport to Leonard's. That's how good they are. That's how oh iconic they are over there. Goodness. I know. See, sweet isn't my downfall. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. love a sweet thing. But when I'm dieting, all I crave are savoury items. Mm, um, really? So there's a couple of things that can be my downfall. Yep. Excessive peanut butter. Yeah, I do that. Because I don't know, like when you're training in that, you just you crave the saltiness. I'm sorry, but I don't count that as a treat. That's part of a, a well, good diet. Well, it becomes you're a treat pan- when you have a whole jar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or fresh white bread. No, no, no. Oh. That's, no now you've crossed the carb boundary. No. Okay. You can't do that. Right. Okay. No, yeah. I'll tell you what my genuine savoury that I could, if you offered it to me now, I'd have to have at least one, if not two or three. Yeah. Hot chips. Hot chips are my thing. Oh, yeah. So I got just knocked, love hot chips. I've been on a crusade, and last night I got knocked off my diet. Do you know what got me? Scorched almonds. No, the oh. Waka Chingy chicken chips. I had, there was a oh, packet of chicken chippy. chips there, oh. and I saw them and I just I ate nearly the whole packet That's on my so own. That's so crispy and delicious. The Wakatangi no, stuff. Yeah. They're, they're salt and vinegar ones. Where you like you eating them? Oh my god, that's so that's so tart. I love it. Oh my I, god, I, you just keep going back. I think do. anything that has a real texture in it. Do you reckon the texture is what gets you? Oh, it's so crunchy. Because you have no sense of smell or taste. Do you? <laughs> it's so. not great. It's not great. <laughs> so I get you guys have a whole jar of peanut butter just to taste it. I get it now. So what for you though? I mean, if you're trying to be good. What is the one food that is your weakness? It'll get you every time. You'll break a diet if you have to. The Coast Breakfast Catch-Up with Tony, Jace and Sam. Is there a food that, I don't know, it's your weakness, you have to have it. A lot of people saying scorched almonds on the text on 2699. I feel that scorched almonds around oh, Christmas time. Yeah, when that, especially when there's easy accessibility. Because at Christmas, I don't know about you guys, but we just have like treats and bowls. So we yeah, have bowls all over the house. Oh. Have you tried the scorched almonds with the caramel, the little caramel clusters oh, in yeah. it? They are phenomenal. Tried all of the kinds. Yeah, we are talking about um, the food that makes you break your diet this morning, and for me, it was chicken chips. For Jason, it was the melasada donut, and for me, hot chips. Hot chips. Let's oh. get to the phones and find out what's breaking everyone else's diets. David, what does it for you? What's your weakness? I love dinner on toast. Dinner on toast. Yes, awesome. But like, um, is it a weakness? Like, how much are you having of that? Oh, uh, when I can go back home up north, I'll have it. That's oh. it. Once, once your nostrils get full of that smell, you're like, that's it, I'm in, I'm, I'm done, I'm no, done. No, the, the problem with it is, though, is it's a bit of maintenance because a kinna has to be fresh. You know, It's not like you can just go to the pantry and grab a kinna. You, you have to feel the urge to break your diet yeah, and go for a swim. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> well, you're exercising first. Good on you, David. Thanks so much for that. A lot of ones coming through on 2699. Delwyn, fruitcake. 
oh, at Christmas time, it's sitting there the entire time. Can I just double down on the whole seafood kind of thing? Mm. Friends of ours, um, she's from up north, Michelle, and she gives us marlin sometimes. Oh, oh wow. And I can make a mean marlin dip. Now yeah, that right. is more rush. You can't stop. Yeah, right. Oh. Uh, on the text, chocolate eclairs. So oh. once a year, that's kind of a Christmas food and it's kind of accessible. My mum just made eclairs for my sister's baby shower, but you mm. know what? You got to have them fresh, I think, and then it's admin to make them. Do you mm. know? A few months ago, we were uh, going through Awakuni, and I did not know this, but Awakuni is famous for their chocolate eclairs. Are they? Apparently so. And there's a place there that sells them next to a petrol but it was station. The carrots. So did I. <laughs> a clear say, or a carrot. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's breaking my diet. Well, if it, my trainers just think it was the carrot. Yeah. Um, but you know, so we we thought, okay, we'll try this. We went in there, and they're like the size of your fist. They're massive. We had to cut one in yeah. half, oh. and I definitely did not eat it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, I have to mention this. So you talked about the Waka Changi chippies. Mm. Someone has just come in, uh, Ricky from Taranaki, and said, Mordina, proper crisps, the apple cider vinegar flavour. I agree with you. That proper crisps variety really? are very similar to Waka Changi in that they are Moorish and they are delicious. Okay, if we're talking chips then, which way do you go? Do you go for, like, the tang? Because I'm a chicken chips guy. I give chicken uh, chips all the way. I left chicken chips when I was about five. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> so the whole Fanta I'm, thing again, I'm isn't actually it? actually really boring. I just go for the really salted these days and maybe really? a salt and vig. Salt and Vig, I've got to go to the Salt and Vig, but yeah. the, 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 the stingier the better. Like years ago, do you remember these, these kettle fries, but they came in a purple Ooh, packet? I know oh, the yeah. And the purple packet was the, the you, you, it was like you were licking a thistle, <laughs> making that face. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew there were so many different varieties of chips, that's, eh? That's and, amazing. That's like a, and yeah, that's an advanced level Salt and Vinegar that Jace is digging into. Exactly. Hey. those Walker Changies, they're up there. Tony Street, Jace Reeves and Sam Wallace, the Coast Breakfast Catch-Up. This is what's been happening in the world of entertainment. Three stories. Let's break them down, shall we? Three. So, Lord got told off for posting a photo of her voting ballot, which, by the way, is illegal. The Electoral Commission uh, told me off because you're not allowed to post anything about who you're going to vote for. Post the replies. Get out there. So, yeah, she wanted to get out there, but she's uh, posted a photo. Now, you can endorse someone. You cannot post a photo of your voting ballot with who you're voting for on it. First of all, I think Lord knew exactly what she was doing. She's way too smart for that, so well played. Secondly, how is Lord not allowed to show it, but our Prime Minister is? Did you see on social media our PM endorsing a FISA Collins? Yeah, see, you're allowed to endorse, but you you're not allowed to say it. But, no, but not... how is the sitting Prime Minister allowed to do that? I know. No, no, it's uh, whatever ridiculous. <laughs> Unbelievable. Look, let's just not come down on it too much. She's the only person under 30 that's going to vote in these in these <laughs> elections. That's the first thing. And what about her $9 million, uh, nine million followers? Like, Afiso Collins, is, he is an international endorsement, don't you think? Like, but the, the problem is none, no one can vote for him. Like, they're all, they all live overseas. But not only that, you can't get... Your, your ballot papers haven't arrived for a lot of people, so I think the, the voting turnouts... By the way, <laughs> voting closes tomorrow, so you might want to do a special vote today. Get it there. Chance. Get it there. All right, number two. Two. Will Smith is set to release uh, Lisa's new movie since slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. It's called Emancipation, and early whispers are that it's really good and Will's performance is fantastic. However, he's been banned from the Oscars. I do love this from Will Smith. He has gone for, um, you know, he needed to save his career and he's using slavery to do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what the movie's about. You know, it absolutely <laughs> is. The thing is, I can't get past it. I know it's going to be brilliant. Everything Apple makes at the moment is brilliant. Everything Will Smith oh. does is brilliant. Despite Will Smith's failings, we but, love him. Yeah, we love him and it's going to be wonderful and I'll say he's a brat and I'll say I won't watch it and I'll watch it and I'll love it. You're probably right, yeah. yeah. Okay. One. <sighs> Britney Spears. Britney, Britney, Britney. You do. 
she has done it again. She's played around on Instagram in a video of herself frolicking in water, <laughs> holding her boobs, saying she's nervous about her haircut, and she doesn't talk. She doesn't tell you anything about her haircut. Not that it's guilty. Uh, so I don't know what's happening with Britney's posts, but if you talk about your haircut and then you don't have a haircut, there's something wildly wrong. I'm thinking she posted the wrong video. Uh, then, then there's the issue of uh, the, the nude dancing, and she looks severely sunburned. So yeah. she, someone give that girl some sunscreen. And also, was that peel or was that sand ripping, rippling off her too. skin? I am I desperately know. worried about her SPF factor. Like, she has got terrible sunburn going on. And and the fact that she's talking about her hair, and I can see her nipple. We got nipple action it this just, time. It, but I didn't see her talking about her hair at all. No. <laughs> That's the thing. It confirms to me that someone needs to be managing her affairs. <laughs> <laughs> Feel good with Tony, Jace and Sam's Coast Breakfast Catch-Up. I tell you what, you would have done quite a few steps if you were at the New Zealand Motorhome and Caravan and Lifestyle Show. <laughs> there are many titles for this thing. Gosh, it was big, wasn't <laughs> it? It was, it was huge. huge. We had the best day. We got to go through and get toured uh, through these incredible motorhomes and caravans that had in some cases three bunks in them. Yeah, they yeah. were One of them was worth $680,000. And that was the base model it from $680,000. This was at Mystery Creek a couple of weeks ago. It was fantastic. We had the time of our lives and we actually had a stand. No, we weren't selling motorhomes. <laughs> we had a cornhole stand. And if you don't know what cornhole is, it's the sort of um, entertainment game it will be of summer where you throw these little bags and try and get them in a hole. And it was very, very popular, the Coast Cornhole Stand. Yeah, well, it was very competitive too. But we had a wee chat with everyone that lined up to the start line just to get a bit of background. And man, there is an eclectic bunch of people in this country. And it's amazing when you run a stand at an expo, how you get to meet so many people from different walks of life. Totally. Like for me, twice, I was having in-depth conversations with people and then realised they were relatives. You know? (laughs) (laughs) That's New Zealand for you. I um, ran into uh, friends of my parents that I hadn't seen for uh, possibly over 10 years. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, of all the places, this is where I see you. There were about 10 people we had big chats about Taranaki mm. another person that got me into cosplay you know cosplay where yeah. you dress oh, yeah. up as characters yeah. Yeah. Um, also did you uh, meet the New Zealand squash champ yeah she came and said hello yeah that's amazing and yeah. my mate Neil showed up with his uh, with his auntie Mari and Neil had dropped his caravan off that morning I'm like how long have you owned a caravan Neil I didn't know this about you and can I borrow it yeah exactly <laughs> how big is it <laughs> and it was a bit demoralising when um, you know people were better at cornhole than us and there was one particular man that threw a fantastic st- score and then he told us that he was legally blind no I saw it happening and I, and I felt bad because he came up and he was literally walking with a stick and and I didn't I said would you like a go you know like I don't know how it really works and I gave him the cornholes. Boy, he was good. He, he beat was so all good. of us. He, he beat all of us. This. But here's another thing. There's a couple of blind people who did this, and you might be thinking, blind people throwing bags of corn. No, they were. And one of them, I said, what do you do for a job? They were a bus driver. The blind bus driver. <laughs> well, blow me down. Like historically <laughs> or currently? <laughs> I didn't want to ask any more questions. Catch up and feel good with Tony, Jace and Sam. 
right now, though. It's only Thursday, but we thought we'd give it to you now. Sam's Week News. Week, weekly News. Oh, weekly wrap, News. Wrap Sorry. up the weekend news. Let's get into it. What a week it's been. Throw the spring lambs in the freezer. A late, wintry blast takes us all by surprise. Not parents, though. We expect this kind of weather in the school holidays. Yeah, always. Speaking of ice cold, local body politics. Auckland is submitting more votes for the masked singer than they did for their mayoral candidate. I say, Drew Nemia for mayor. Baby. He's back. How good is he? He can sing. He's an incredible talent. Welcome back, Drew Nemia. Uh, Bella Hadid gets uh, a dress sprayed on at Paris Fashion Week, reminding us all why we opt for loose clothing. Because <laughs> clothing for normal people is not a showcase or a disguise. <laughs> uh, the good news this week, Putin didn't hit the red button, so we all still exist. Uh, the North Koreans did, though. Everyone in Japan taking a dive for the deck as a few of Kim Jong-un's finest whistled overhead. Uh, good news for the ABs. Geordie Barrett signs a five-year deal, something Ian Foster could only imagine. You kind of you feel, wait. If he wins the World Cup next year, all's forgiven. You kind of feel it's a bit dodgy, though, going for a five-year deal with a rugby player. You, you kind of go five years, quiet, quit, sit back, see what happens, be complacent, wouldn't you? Oh, you got to keep He's not going to try now. Yeah, it's kind of my theory. That's what I think of those Barrett boys. Really don't try. Nadia Lim, careful, she's a national treasure, promotes her new show about a farm, aptly named... Nadia's farm. Well done, you finally got that. Wearing more flannel than Al Borland <laughs> from Home Improvement. Ah. You look good though, didn't you? The show's great. That is her new uniform now that she's a farmer though, isn't it? She just wears she's flannel. Yeah. Our mortgage has just got more expensive as the OCR goes up for the fifth time in a row. But all Grant Robinson can do is brag about the extra $9 billion he made towards surplus, which came from our tax. Good on you, Grant. We're all just struggling to pay for cheese and bread. How about less tax? How about that? Uh, and who would have thought eating frozen berries was dodgier than a Thailand tattoo? Hepatitis A probably outweighs the antioxidant properties of a berry smoothie. And while we debated who should replace the Queen on the $20 note, Kim Kardashian was fined two million bucks for ruining people's life savings in cryptocurrency. Do you see that? Oh. She's pushing everyone into crypto. And Anyone crypto that goes into over. crypto deserves it because, like, no one knows what it is. Totally. And this is the greatest story of the week. In sport, an average to poor Australian basketball team, the 36ers have taken down the NBA giants, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the funny thing here is Adelaide's salary cap is $3 million. The Suns, $173 million. This is the greatest underdog story since these famous words were spoken. Sanka, you're dead? Yeah, man. Yes. Yeah, man. <laughs> the Jamaican Bob's team. <laughs> oh, and just to finish your segment, Sam, yeah. we've had a text in from um, Grant Robertson saying, can you get my name right, please? <laughs> Did yeah. I say Robert? That's going to cost you 40 cents in tax every dollar. <laughs> <laughs> it already does. It's, it's the wrong name tax. They're going to introduce that. Name. No new taxes, but that one's just for Sam. <laughs> Thank you for that slight correction. <laughs> the Coast Breakfast Catch-Up with Tony, Jace and Sam. And Margo and Rosa, you may know them as the two raw sisters. They've got a new book and reasons why they promote plant-based menus, but they will never, ever be allowed to go full-blown vegetarian. You're about to find out why, because Margot and Rosa join us now. Thank you very much for being here. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Good to be here. Well, thank you. And now, again, you look through this book here, and your books always look so amazing. Simple, fancy, which is perfect, because it's pretty much our show. Simple and fancy. <laughs> exactly. Are we fancy? <laughs> we're, oh, we're, pretty, we're, yeah. we're very simple. <laughs> yeah. We're all simple here, but a little bit fancy. Yeah, that's right, Margot. That's right. So it's you know 20 different menus. So you take all the guesswork out of the entertaining, which is fantastic. You might wait one dish. No, no, here's the entire menu for you. And now, neither of you are vegan or vegetarian. 
But Margot, who do you reckon would be most likely to go that way, that way first? What? Who's who's more likely to go vegan? Yeah. <laughs> definitely not me. <laughs> Rosa lives on a farm now, so definitely not Rosa. Oh, you're right. I think I think her relationship would end if she went vegan. Oh, really? That bad? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You get hangry. My partner's a typical meat and three veg. Uh, if there's no meat on the table, he's not happy. Yeah, he's not a happy chap. But um, it's been interesting trying to change his perceptions on how to start a meal and I always serve up a salad first but we've always got the meat on the side Okay, so again, simple and fancy Exactly. <laughs> right. That's been your philosophy for a while though, eh? Start yeah. with the salad and work backwards yeah. with the meat, which right. is kind of the opposite to the how kiwis work. Exactly, and the typical kiwi when they think about what's for dinner, they'll think about chopped steak, mm. chicken, yeah. fish And then what goes with that? And then mm. what, does that, what, what does that go with? Mm. And it's normally when we get home from work the kids are hungry. Family needs to be fed within 30 minutes because everyone's losing it. Yeah. And it's not, you know, the veggies you don't really put much effort into. Whereas if you flip your perceptions around, make a big, beautiful salad or something along those lines, add your protein on the side, people can kind of choose their different ratios in terms of more salad I, or... I This worked for me. I was yeah. inspired by your last book, Salad, and um, I think I just told you, but I have it on my menu stand at home. Very that. pretty book. Trudy also has the catchphrase, you don't make friends with salad. <laughs> that, was the, that was the old me. That was, yeah, I love it. Trudy's so changed. You make best friends with two or sisters. You have changed me. Right. These That's are right. normal salads, okay? They're, they're smarter than the average salad. Simple, yeah. fancy, again, there it is. What is going to make me put this new book on my menu stand. It's going to be a big deal to push out salad is what I'm saying. What's in here that's going to grab me? So within Simple Fancy, we have 90 brand new sweet and savoury recipes. So with salad, salad was obviously all salads and we got a lot of requests for the sweet things. So we've added, um, it's pretty much half, yeah, half sweet, half savoury. And then, like Jace was saying, we've got 20 um, menus for all different occasions in there. So if entertaining whether that be cooking for a crowd or cooking for one if that really stresses you out then you can just flip to the front of the book and we'll tell you what to make for over 20 completely different occasions and once again you guys are so clever because you've done all the photo- photographs yourself as well as the the menu right yes we have the photos are really important to us within the books because they really evoke the feel of it so simple fancy again very simple so we've shot in our um where we go for summer. So your classic Kiwi batch, very minimal equipment, small kitchen, you're cooking over the open fire because there's no room in the oven type of thing. Yet we'll hopefully show you that you can make quote-unquote fancy meals with next to nothing. Yeah. So that's kind of what the photos show. I have to ask you because we've this has been a talking point for us this week. Have you heard of the new craze, the butterboard? Yes. Yes. I have. I've seen that a few times, actually. Yes, I have too. Any chance of getting a Two Royal Sisters butterboard version? Yeah. Well, definitely. I've actually been mulling in my head how we can make it because of a Two Royal Sisters version. But I suppose for us, all our recipes are plant-based. Not that Margot and I are vegan or vegetarian, but we try and, again show people how we can be creative with plants. So I've just got to, I've just got to be a bit more creative Here's and figure something out. The avocado board. I was going to say, smear some avocado on ideas. And you can hold a camera for you as well. You're good. <laughs> or even a delicious dip. We've got a few great dips. We've got a staple section that um, I love because 
you know, you can just make up a couple of big jars of like we've got chimichurri, we've got a chipotle lime mayo that you can just store in your fridge and pull out. Especially when, you know, over summer we've got friends and family coming in and out all the time. Um, Again, being in batches with minimal equipment, small kitchens. If we can make a few things in advance, store them in our fridge, then we can pull them out. So something like your mayo or your guacamole and then make your... Two or sister's version of your butterboard. It's all about it. being intelligently lazy. It is. is this, I love that. Yes. So we're talking to Rosa and Margot. And by the way, here's what you need to know: delicious, effortlessly simple meals. That's what it is. And there's a fudge bar that oh, looks off the chart. <laughs> it's, it's called Simple Fancy. And if you want the details, if you go like this, type this in two raw sisters, all one word, two raw sisters.com. All the information is there. Recipes, workshop details, everything's there. Thank you so much again for coming in. We really we love hanging out with you guys. Say one last thing: we're actually going on tour. Oh, are you? We, we are, are for Simple Fancy. So we're going around the country. If you want to see if we're going to a town near you, just jump on our website, tourallsisters.com, and have a look. Lovely. Thank We'd you love so much. To see you there. Thanks, guys. Feel good with Tony, Jace, and Sam's Coast Breakfast Catch-Up. What do you think of um, the size of bedrooms? Are you someone that likes a large bedroom, or are you someone that's quite happy with a little cosy number? No, I like, I like to go big on a bedroom. So do I. Yeah. yeah. And they can't always have that. You can't always have what you want. I'm actually the complete opposite. I, li- I like a, I would rather sacrifice space in my bedroom for a bigger lounge because I feel like, where are you hanging out? You're not hanging out in your bedroom all day, are you? I hear you, but I mean, I think if a bedroom's too small, I feel like oh, claustrophobic. Yeah, me too. Yeah, squeezed in. I don't like it. All right. Well, you guys probably wouldn't cope with this latest news then. So in Japan, I read this this morning out of New York Times, uh, they are... There's something that they call the the tiny studio apartment, right? And, you know, Japanese do do things a lot smaller because they have a lot of people they need to fit in. Mm. Anyway, it's 95 square feet, which we've worked out is eight square metres. No, that's not just a bedroom. That's the entire house. What? Eight square metres. So that is, what what is the actual size, the length of the walls in? Well... Put that's it this way. Two times four. Yeah, is it? Four, four by four. four. No, that's four. 16 square metres. Oh, yeah, two metres. That's my, that's my height. Yep. So yep. pretty much two times. It's two metres by four metres. If yes. I lie down, that's one of your walls. Yes, it is. That is it absolutely oh, is. that's ridiculous. Because I'm looking at this person that, here in the picture. And that is, he is not a bedroom. That's a bathroom stall. Well, he's lying down <laughs> to watch the telly and he's sort of lying next to his bed yeah. which, and then the window's right there. Um, oh, so wow, it's, look it's at that. basically living in a cupboard. That's smaller than a prison cell. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it would be. Yeah. It would be. But not look, that I know. But Chase, yeah. it looks more luxury than a prison cell, though. I'm looking at it. They've oh, got, I don't know. They've <laughs> got pot plants in there. They've got a window, so it's got some light coming in from one side. That's ridiculous. It does reduce your wall space, though, doesn't it? Could Is you it, do it? Would you, you know, you like small bedrooms. Could you do it? I, I don't mind a small bedroom, but I want to be able to go into my big lounge, and that is the bedroom, the lounge, the kitchen, the toilet, all in one. Um, no, it's, it's a no from me. <laughs> someone over for dinner. Hi, you wait out here. So, this, <laughs> we'll listen, one at a time. listen to the um, configuration. Each unit has a 12-foot ceiling, a little loft for sleeping. With efficient arranging, it's possible to squeeze in a washing machine, a fridge, a sofa, and a work desk. How, how many square metres is it again? Eight. It, it's eight square meters. I just the, the average prison cell in America is four point five square meters. So it's oh, it's twice. Oh, it's, it's twice luxury. the size of a prison oh, cell. Luxury. Oh, wow. <laughs> Tony Street, Jace Reeves, and Sam Wallace. The Coast Breakfast Catch Up. Thank you so much for texting through to score tickets to Solomio. Bex, Kate, Sean, Leanne, and Justin are all going to go see the boys. So we've got Penne. Amitai and Moses back together for the first time in ages. They're coming home to her and they join us now from Zoom in different hotel rooms around the world by the looks of things. Morning, fellas. Good, Good morning. morning. 
Good morning. So thank you very much for joining us. We know it's a busy time for you guys. We're about to start the tour. Now let's start it right straight, straight away. Napier, Hawke's Bay Municipal Theatre, then Auckland, then Wellington, then Christchurch. Everything you need to know is at solomio.com, but when you spell solo, S-O-L-3-M-I-O. How annoying is that when people go, I can't get onto your website. What's the three for? Man, it, it, James, it has been 10 years, and if you're still trying to work that out, shame on you. <laughs> that is so true. How good is it to be sort of back together? Because it's been a disruptive few years, isn't it? And now you're finally back on the road together. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> the gap. The yeah, no, it's great. We love it, Tony. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great. Like, um, you know, the fact that uh, we, we got some time to be able to go off and do our individual pursuits. Um, coming back together is, is a really refreshing sort of situation. It's, it's nice to see the guys uh, sometimes. And, um, you know, the fact that we can we can perform these, these songs again and just sort of have a jam. Is, um, is really cool. I think um, that's kind of the best part about coming home. So, yeah, looking forward to jamming with these guys on stage soon and hopefully we'll see a lot of you guys there as well. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And we can't wait for the tour. Um, let's talk about those individual pursuits because I caught up with Moses a few months back at a um, an event and he sung an original song and it was absolutely brilliant. When are we going to see more of that, Moses? And, guys, what, what else have you, you, you two been up to? Starting with Moses. Uh, well, I actually just just finished the album. The album's um, the album's done. Um, it's, it was kind of like um, secretly under wraps, but um, now it's now it's out. Oh, sorry. So yeah, so now that, that's been that's that's coming up. That's coming up. So I, I've just been in the last three four months in the recording of it in LA um, wow. at some amazing studios. With some of the best producers in the world, so yeah, uh, that that's coming out soon. But let's talk about the tour. <laughs> because, because Penny, you've you've also been uh, traveling around the world and, and winning all sorts of awards and, and accolades on stage shows, right? Yeah, uh, I've been very fortunate. I mean, since since I took off a year and a half ago, I think mm-hmm. I've just been on the stage constantly. I mean, I landed here. In, uh, we're in Sydney to start the tour here uh, tonight, and I landed here fresh off Normandy, up in uh, the north of Paris. And I just finished an opera there. So it's just been going from opera to opera. And, and to my absolute surprise, when I released my album last year with uh, Warner, I won this major award, this Opus Classic Award, which is kind of like the Germany version of the Grammys. Wow. Um, I won the classical sector, which was, uh, it was, it was very, it's a huge surprise. It's been a, it's been a major year. And at the same time, it's um, been very, uh, uh I don't know how to. Uh, I don't know how to say. It. I keep telling them. It's like I'm sure you got the wrong person. Just <laughs> oh, really humbling. Um, this is Amitai, isn't yeah, it? No, this is Brother Penny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey Ty, can you give us a bit of a, an insight into what sort of songs people are going to hear when they come along to one of your events on the tour? Because you guys have such an eclectic range of music these days. What are we going to hear? Look, we're gonna we're gonna try and incorporate as many of the um, the old favorites that people love to listen to. But um, the main focus for this tour is going to be the the latest album that we recorded, which is uh, Coming Home. I think um, what a lot of people don't uh, don't know is that uh, when we recorded the album, a lot of it was very live. So we did one takes basically, just hit the record button and and we just went. So we're gonna try and uh, incorporate that into the new shows and. Um, Hopefully, hopefully they'll come out uh, sounding pretty good. 
as 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 they did on the album. <laughs> but that's the beauty. Of, that's the beauty of a Solomio show, right? You go there, and the three of you clearly get on well, and it's very, it's, it's almost like a comedy show as mm. well. And if you if you get things wrong on stage, you you incorporate it, you love it. It's it's such a good show. If you've never done this yet, you need to see Solomio live. It's the coming home tour right across Aotearoa. It starts in Napier, like I said, on Wednesday, the twelfth of October. Then at Spark Arena in Auckland. Then in Wellington. Then in Christchurch. Ticket details, everything you need to know. Solomio with a three. Don't forget, it's been ten years. Solomio.com. Catch up and feel good with Tony, Jace and Sam. If you're having a shower later on today, remember cold showers are better for health benefits than warm showers. Apparently cold showers, better for weight loss, eases depression and it improves circulation. Cold showers are the way to go. Can yeah, I just ask miserable. you, can Especially I ask you in this something weather, about right? showers? Have you ever gone, oh, I haven't showered for a couple of days? <laughs> no, that happened to no. me the other day. I was like... Oh, wow. I got so busy, I forgot to shower. That's uh, disgusting. Sorry, guys. Uh, do you know the funny thing is about a cold shower, though, is that, like, every, of course it makes your life better because everything is better after the miserable experience <laughs> of a cold shower. <laughs> You're sorry. And can I just say, out of the two of you, I did not expect Tony to be the one to do the oh, shower. I know. I mean, it happens every week for him. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's, uh, we normally do this on a Friday. Today is a Thursday because we are, well, we're taking a little bit of leave, but we didn't want to miss uh, doing our journaling because we love it, and it's inspired by Matthew McConaughey. All right. All right, all right. Yes, indeed. You are the author of, of your, your story. story, of your journal. In this journal, you will get to know yourself better. And who better, better to get, get to know? know. <laughs> we almost sorted that, didn't we? Who would like to go first? Should it's I go? always you. Okay, I'll go first. Dear oh, journal, every week, thank you. <laughs> Dear journal, hey, I'm almost on leave. All right. <laughs> Just give me a break. Dear Journal, the teamwork is the dream work. A problem shared is a problem halved. Tonight, I board a Hawaiian Airlines flight to Honolulu with my three very young kids. To all the passengers on that flight, I apologise in advance. But can you help me, please? There's a rush, there's a rush to change flights right now. Eh? Hawaiian Airlines, here, like, uh, we're like crashing. We struggle to get through a night with our kids when they are in their beds, oh. let alone a plane. So just know, we're in this together. Bring earplugs. And if you hear screaming and it's ruining your flight, don't complain. Come and hold one of my kids, because chances are I'm finding the experience just as miserable as you. <laughs> this might be the answer to them sleeping, just have them on planes the whole time. No, you That's never it. know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hi, Journal. Not second, every time. <laughs> Sorry. Come, Come on, on mate. <laughs> hi, Journal. Every day I try to find something I'm grateful for. This week's been pretty easy. I'm grateful I don't work outside. I have nothing but respect and admiration for those who do in this weather. I feel the same way about teachers, though, who totally deserve their holiday at this time of the year. And I'm really thankful for nanas and poppers who say, bring the kids to our house for a few days. Thank you again to my mum and dad. I'm grateful for the lovely lotto legend Sonia Gray and the team that helped her make this week's documentary about kids with ADHD and various other neurological differences. I can't even say it. Our family is walking the path of loving someone who is wired differently. And we've seen firsthand how some people just think we're bad parents. We've seen our son beat himself up because he wants to be good and do good things, but his impulses that he can't control lead to other actions. We know how heartbreaking it is when other kids get invited to birthday parties or play dates and your child is left out feeling lonely and labelled the naughty one when all they want to do is be included and loved. But I'm most thankful for the fact that a spotlight has been shone on these kids and the lack of help and support from an already overworked and underfunded system. It's ADHD Awareness Month this month, and I'm grateful more people might now be aware of the scary, lonely and heartbreaking road that so many families are walking. Maybe more of us can walk hand in hand with less judgement and heaps more love. 
and I'm thankful that I truly believe that love always wins. Oh, that's so nice, Jace. Yeah, uh, and it's going to make my journal sound like I'm a bit of a whinger now. But oh. anyway, you know, I was a bit of a whinger. Have you, know, have you not put the work in, Jace? Jace clearly put the work in on that. So I applaud that <laughs> just before leave and everything. Well, lucky I'm at the end. Uh, dear journal, school holidays are a double-edged sword, aren't they? I love the fact that we're getting more time with the kids and we don't have to rush off to activities, no drop-offs, no pickups, and usually my kids get on pretty well, but they're tired and they're cranky this time. Term three was crazy, and I feel like the first few days of school holes has left them all, actually all of us, in major recovery mode. That means separating fights, reminding them of their manners constantly, fights over bedtimes, lots of tears. So we can only hope that week two of the school holidays is nothing like the first. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Tony Street, Jace Reeves and Sam Wallace. The Coast Breakfast Catch-Up. Something that you really need to put on your watch list. So I think it's still at the pictures, at the movies, but you can also pay $19 on Apple TV. Ah. And I hear you groaning at the sound of that. Oh. But hear me out, this okay. is a classic. So you might have heard of the novel Where the Crawdads Sing. I first became aware of this because it was put on Reese Witherspoon's book club. She's a book club on Instagram and she said, I highly recommend this. And of course, because she's so powerful and amazing, uh, she took that novel and she's now turned it into a movie. I have, like you, heard the tall tales told about the Marsh Girl. An abandoned child. I had a family once. They called me Kaya. A little girl surviving in the marsh on her own. Reviled and shunned. That just sounds chilling. It is pretty chilling. So, yes, there is a girl surviving on her own. Her name's Kaya in the marshlands after her family all basically bails. Her mum, um, because she is going through mental problems because of the domestic abuse she suffered, and the children all follow, and she is the youngest, and she is left there. And then something explodes in the community, and she gets accused of doing something, and you have to work out whether you think she's guilty or not. Now, if that's not enough of a reason to watch this movie, then perhaps listening in to hear one of Taylor Swift's hit songs. This was written for this movie. It's called Carolina. It says a lot about Reese Witherspoon. She can take a book, turn into a movie and say to Taylor Swift, can you sing a song for my movie? Hey, hook us up. Now, there is one fact I haven't mentioned yet, and that is this controversial element of this movie. It has come to light since it's come out that the author of the novel, her name's Delia Owens, is apparently wanted for murder. Um, Wait, what? Hashtag slightly controversial. (laughs) Okay. Now, there's a real whodunit. Did she do it? Oh, who knows? Wow. What do you give it? Is it a must-watch? Is it a five? For me, I was completely enthralled. I'm right up there at a nine out of ten. Nine out of ten? Yeah. I thought we were doing this out of five. Four out of five. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you have to convert that? <laughs> it's called Where the Cruel Dad Sing. You can get it on Apple TV. It's still in the cinemas at the moment. Feel good with Tony, Jace and Sam's Coast Breakfast Catch-Up. I'm excited because the Women's Rugby World Cup starts tomorrow and you've got All Blacks guru Wayne Smith as the new coach. Ruby Tui is one of the stars, but... That's incredible because the fact she's even there is quite a miracle because of her life story so far, right? Oh, my goodness. She had um, not a great childhood, and she has become one of our favourite people. We need to get to the bottom of her success. Actually, she said we can give her a call. I know it's the day before the tournament, and she's at the hotel. Should we call her? Should we try it? Yeah, she'll answer. She'll answer. All right, we'll give her a buzz now. So Ruby Tui from the Black Ferns, big rugby World Cup starting tomorrow, but she said we can call her. It's not too early, is it? 
I'll give it a try. Yeah, what's up? Ruby speaking. Oh, hey, what's up, Ruby? It's Ruby. just Tony, Jason, Sam calling from Coast. How are you? Tony, Jason, Sam, what's up, man? I'm... Oh, I got a little tired, but hey, we're here. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> have, we, have we woken you up? Have we called on a bad time? No, no. You know, then they call in a row. Totally. So I've, I've, yeah, I've been awake, but it's, I think it's uh, Wayne Smith, not you guys. Don't worry. Oh, oh Wayne Smith. Well, he should be Sir Wayne Smith, in my opinion. Let's try and give him some advice for the World Cup, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> what, what does he know? my call. <laughs> hey, um, congratulations on everything. I mean, you know, you have done so much, so many things so often and, and so well. But the new book, Straight Up, I mean, I don't know if you saw Ruby on, on Sunday, the TV program Sunday the other night. It was mind-blowing. Everything I've read about this book just blows me away as well. You had a horrific childhood, but you managed to turn it around. How did you, you, you even say that you hated your life at one stage. How did you pull yourself out of that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, was, I vividly remember 1911. That was definitely the part, part of my life. Um, I, I grew up with a lot of mummy, a lot of um, shame and embarrassment around that, but I can't say I did it by myself. I've got a lot of help. I've got a really cool couple of um, psychologists, one that I've, I'm really close with, um, you know, I've got counsellors, got intuitive healers. I've had, had lots and lots of help um, going into that and acknowledging it and, and realising, you know, as a kid, it's not your fault. Um, it's definitely not your fault. And learned lots of mental tools to be able to reframe, turn it around, um, let go of energy to create new space. So it hasn't been easy, brother, but it's definitely been worth it. And I just want to shout out and congratulate anyone um, going through their healing journey as well at the moment. It's, um, I'm obviously not finished, got lots to learn, but it's a lot and I um, I know what they're going through, so so good on those people as well. Ruby, what would your advice be? And I did watch the Sunday programme and I actually messaged you after it because it really did impact me. I thought, this Is woman... It's me, it's Tony. Oh, what's up, man? <laughs> um, it was, I was so impacted by it because I thought, here's, here's this girl that had a tough-ass childhood. But the bit that got me was you got to university and you basically pleaded with them to let you go on that course despite not having enough money for it. Can you tell us about that story? Yeah, being an adult is expensive, eh? Like, I just didn't... <laughs> I had no, I, no one had really talked to me much about money. I didn't have many um, role models in that space. So I got to uni and I thought, I don't know, I just thought you just paid kind of once and that was it. But, um, yeah, in the, in the book I talk about the year to do payments throughout the year and I just, I had no money to do those payments with, so I just um, I just got stuck in. I Googled, tried to find work anywhere. Um, I remember this one lady wouldn't hire me because she was, cause I was a, a girl, not a boy, and I, I called her up and her husband, I was telling them, I was like, I can bench press, like, I'm real strong, I can play rugby and... It was funny because I was like, oh, okay, you can come along. And all it was was like, I had to weed the garden and pick up her dog poop. I was like, bruh. So, like, I had to um, convince a lot of people to let me stay, to let me work for them. Um, that lady paid really well, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just seem to have this tenacious spirit. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, hustling to get your university fees or if it's on the sports field. Um, you know, people with troubled childhoods have often have bad outcomes. Where did you get your tenacious spirit? Yeah, I talk about um, growing up in two worlds. I'm Afrikaansi Samoan, so I'm half Samoan, half um, UK, sixth generation on my mum's side. So two different worlds and having um, more than one perspective, I think, really helped me. Um, and I think, too, you know, domestic violence or even just arguing at home, drugs, alcoholism, I, I honestly think it's more common than people want to want to believe or admit so um, you know all the all the 
all black bios and they just, at five years old they go oh, I want to be an all black and then they just make all the age grades and then they just become an all black like I just I can't relate to that bro and I, I think a lot of other people can't it's, it was hard I, I didn't know what I wanted to do I didn't know how to turn my life around I didn't know what a good choice looked like but I just just kept at it and I just want people to know you know there, there are stories out there where it looked pretty glum but you can turn it around and you can have a better choice or another choice um, when you grow up. It's, it's not the end and end all be all your childhood, you know. We're talking with Ruby Tui. Ten years ago, you pulled on the Black Ferns uh, jersey for the Sevens and now here you are this weekend about to take part in the World Cup in our own backyard, coached by Wayne Smith, Sir Graham Henry and Whitney Hanson, you know, Steve's daughter. Yep. And you've got Ruby Tui there leading the charge as well. we got a good chance. I can't wait. Very best of luck for the tournament. Yeah, bro, and I just want to say, you know, like New Zealand's home of rugby, it's our national sport, and bring your kids, bring everyone. It's, it's going to be amazing. Rita Orr is there. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. Get your day started with Coast's Feel Good Breakfast. Tony Street, Jason Reeves and Sam Wallace. Six till nine weekdays on iHeartRadio and all across New Zealand. Find your frequency at coastonline.co.nz.